All right, so we just finished part two of John Maxwell's teaching on a winner's mindset. So let's recap the uh, first three points that he made in part one, which is it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. And number two was don't let anyone steal your dream. And number three, you can spend your life any way you want to, but you can only spend it once. So then he starts today with the uh, number four, which is success lies in forming the habits of doing things failures don't like to do. You know, I've talked about this a lot that your habits are what are going to separate you from everybody else because most people do things based on their uh, their energy, their emotions, whether they feel like it or not. But what you do is you put habits in place so that when you have those days that you don't want to, you tend to work on autopilot for the good of the habits that you've created. He said, when you do things you ought to do, when you ought to do them, the day will come when you will do the things you want to do when you want to do them. So when you create habits for the good that allow your team and your business to move forward on autopilot, you will compound those successes to create even greater success and give you the opportunity to have more time to do the things that you want to do. He said, the secret to success is discovering what your daily agenda is and programming it for you and your team. Point number five, what lies behind us and what lies before us are as tiny matters compared to what lies within us, which was a quote from Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, you know, when you're looking at the things that are happening in your life, your situation and the things that are happening to you do not have to be responsible for what's happening within you. You know, if you look at Paul, Paul was in prison and a lot of the stuff that he wrote in the Bible was written from when he was in prison. And if you read through those books, he's talking about the amazing things that are happening. He's looking at what can be done and what he is doing. He was talking about the things that could be all while being in prison. And I don't know about you, but if I was sitting in a prison cell, I probably wouldn't have the exact same attitude as he did. It's one of those things where your situation does not impact you if you look at your situation differently. We talk a lot about time traveling, how you can go back in time and reframe things that happened into your life to a positive experience so that it can propel you and change your future. For a perfect example is Stephanie and I standing in food lines. You know, everything that we lost while we were going through that, it was the absolute most horrific thing that we could think was going on in our life. But now that we look back at it, we can look at it as a way that God was building us and using us to be able to connect with people that are currently going through that process because of the fact that we have empathy. We know exactly what you feel like, what you are feeling as you are doing those things. And then it gives us the ability to give you hope because we were there and made it to here. And so can you. So take a look at your situation and look at how you can use it to impact those around you. And then he's talking about attitude. He said, maintaining the right attitude is much easier 
than regaining the right attitude. You know, if you have a constant good attitude and you continually nurture that and you continually grow that, it's much easier than all of a sudden if you have a bad attitude and you have to regain it. That's why Stephanie and I talk about uh, you're only allowed to have a small pity party or you're only allowed to have one bad day in a row because of the fact that if you continue to have multiple bad days in a row, it compounds until you have all bad days in a row. So it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to be down. It's okay to be upset, but don't dwell on it. Get back up and get back going again. Get the action taking place so that you can get through it rather than resting in it. And then number six, he said, your greatest achievements are those that benefit others. Guys, that is what leadership is all about. Leadership is about leading others to a place that they could not go alone without you. So today, look at the things that you're doing. Where are you taking people? Are you taking people on a journey to better themselves, to better things for their family? Because the more people that you help and the more people that you pour into, the better your life becomes. He said, success comes when we add value to ourselves. But significance only comes when we add value to others. He said, both of those things add value, but one adds value selfishly and has no impact. The other adds value to many, which impacts who knows how many beyond that reach. He said there are six things that he, he thinks about and talks about when it comes to teamwork and partnership. He said, number one, leaders must lead for the benefit of others. Leaders are leading others. Managers are just telling others what to do for their benefit. So when you look at the difference between adding success to yourself and significance to others, that tends to show you the difference between who is a leader and who is a manager. He said, number two, partnerships purify motives. So look at how you interact with your team. Are the things that you're telling them to do to benefit them? Are you sharing things to help them? Or are the things that you are going over with them merely to help you? And the thing about that is people are very good at figuring it out on you earlier rather than later. So make sure that you look at the motives behind what you're doing. Number three, proximity is not necessarily unity. Just because of the fact that you have a group page, you have a team page, we have this page where we're training and learning and doing personal development together, that does not mean that we are necessarily united in what we're doing. So when you take a look at your team and you're looking at the things that you're doing, cast a vision that will draw people together, that will unite people together on a common goal, on a common quest, that way that you can draw people together. Because what happens when you draw people together and they experience things together, the bond becomes much better and the unity between the group becomes much better and you're accomplishing way more when everybody is going in the same direction. Number four is my highest value is the value that I bring to others. Guys, you cannot have a better, more worthwhile goal than to add value and to live out your highest calling so that you can reflect and help and change the lives of people around you.
Number five, great achievements are a result of teamwork and partnership. You know, when you when you look at a, a, a team in team sports, there is really no I in team sports. If you look at the greatest teams that have ever won, it was because somebody made a decision to bring the team together. You know, we talk about how amazing Michael Jordan was as an individual player. But if you watch The Last Dance, you can see what he pulled out of every single person that played with him. He wanted to raise the level of everyone around him. There's a great new documentary on Bill Walter. Um... Oh, why can't I think? Anyways, there's there's another uh, documentary out there about basketball players that they continued to pour into the team. The team was the most important thing, even though the individual accomplishments were great and he was one of the greatest basketball players of all time. It's one of those things where if he had never poured into the team and poured into the support of everyone around him, he would not have accomplished all of the great things. Uh, he said, I consider winning depending on how much my team was winning and how great they played. It was Bill Russell. Thank my goodness. Took me forever to get there. It was one of those things where he loved seeing his team rise up because he knew that he couldn't do it on his own. So he would sit there and he would coach. And actually, uh, he won two championships as a player coach. Could you imagine that? Not only being a player in the game, but also coaching the team at the same time. It's one of the most incredible things that I've ever heard is he was so good at pushing the team forward that when the coach retired, they asked him to step forward to be the coach as well as play. So look at yourself as a player coach. What are you doing to bring your level up higher while at the same time coaching your team and bringing them up a level higher. So today commit to adding value to others so that everybody can win. Because when you help others win, ultimately it will help add significance and success to you. Guys, I hope this winner's mindset training helped make sure that you share this, share part one with people, have discussion in the comments. I can't wait to see and hear all of the great things that happen in your life and in your team's lives from this. Guys, go out and make it an amazing day, and I hope your day is as awesome as you are. See ya.